Hello, everyone. This is Tito McCarthy-Kenny from the Bears Beach White Guy Podcast. This is an all-NBA podcast this week. I get into all of the moves during free agency this past weekend. I talk about all their contracts, what I agree with, what I don't agree with. I talk about each player individually and possible trades with each player, future trades. Some things I don't like that teams did, some things that I like about teams did. So it's all NBA. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, everybody, let's get into this past weekend's free agency moves. There was a shit ton, and surprisingly, there are still more that needs to be done. I want to start out with Fred Van Vliet. He was one of the highest value prospects incoming this free agency. I talked about him a ton in the last pod. He had several interests from multiple different teams. And of course he signed with the one that I least expected. I think everybody least expected, the Houston Rockets. So he signed a three year, $130 million contract to Houston Rockets. Um, I was not expecting this at all based on how many guards they have and their young core. Of course, they want stars. They want everybody wants to win. They're gonna take stars that want to go there. But for Van, for Van Vliet specifically, I didn't think he would want to go to a team that he would have to. He would kind of be one of the oldest guys and more of a veteran. I expected him to want to go to a team that has a chance of winning and where he could be maybe the main banana, second banana kind of guy and he went the complete opposite direction of course he's gonna be pretty much the main guy in this team but I feel like he's gonna have more veteran role and more of the role bringing up the young core rather than showing out for himself so I really don't love that move at all but it's his choice so here I mean just to prove the point of how many guards they actually have on the 2022-2023 roster last season, they have DJ Augustine, who doesn't really play much. They have Josh Christopher, young guard. I think he's his second year. He played a decent amount, not a ton, though. Jalen Green, who's basically their star in that team. I don't think he's going to love that move, too, because Van Bleet obviously is going to take some minutes away unless he goes more off-ball and becomes more of a a two guard which he kind of can i mean he's got that length and ability to do that i think he can make moves off he can make a move off the dribble and create some space for himself which is fine then they also have kevin porter jr who was another high usage player for them last year i don't really know how they're going to work with that those three guys all of them kind of want the ball want to be the main guy doesn't, I don't know. And they also just brought in Eamon Thompson. They just drafted him too. So it's just, and they also, I mean, I didn't even mention the two other guards that really don't play, but that they have. They also have Trevor Hudgens and Ty Ty Washington Jr. So they have a million guards. I don't know. A lot of teams are kind of in this dilemma. I don't know why he wanted to go there. Um, maybe they promised him certain things that other teams didn't. Um, maybe he just wants that role. Maybe I'm completely wrong. He actually wants that role. I'm not sure. The Rockets also made another pickup. They picked up Dylan Brooks, which was a little surprising. Four-year, $80 million contract. I thought it was a good pickup. They were kind of lacking 
in those in that three forward position. They had a few people, but they're not really that great. Uh, they got Frank Kaminsky, Usan Garuba, Darius Days, Tari Asin, Kevin Mart or Kenyon Martin Jr., who actually just left. Um, they got Jabari Smith Jr., who's a young forward, but they only he's only really the one guy they got. Um, he's also six eleven, so Dylan Brooks can easily play at the three and. And uh, Jabari Smith Jr. can be at four. Uh, and then Eamon Thompson obviously can kind of switch back and forth. I mean, he's 6'7", so he can kind of switch back and forth from being a guard or forward. Next, we have Kyrie, who signed a three-year $126 million with the Mavs. We kind of expected that. I know he's, he met with the Suns, I believe. I think that was the only team that he actually met with. More of a leverage move for the Mavs, just seeing if he can up his contract since he's 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 playing around with other teams, whatever. I don't love the Kyrie-Luka duo. I don't think they really gel well, and they're also both huge ball stoppers, high-usage players that kind of want the ball in their hands all the time. Depends, though, if Luka actually wants to be more off-ball and not bringing up the ball constantly and having to facilitate everything like he always does. Um, so maybe something he would actually like, but I don't love them together. I don't think it's really going to work out in the long run. I don't see them really winning much. Next, we have Sabonis. He signed a five-year, five 217 mil extension with the Kings. Everybody kind of expected that. They had a big year. He was a big component of that. He didn't really shine as much as everybody wanted to in the playoffs, though, but he's still, still a huge impact, and I thought that was a good move. DiVincenzo, which was honestly a... A hidden gem. He is a Caruso-style player in terms, not in, in gameplay at all, but in terms of those kind of guys you always need on your team, those role players that have a big impact on either side of the floor. He's kind of an all-around kind of guy. You can get a couple buckets, steals, stuff like that. But I thought that was a good pickup by the Knicks, four-year, $50 million. There was a lot of talks about him and potential teams and stuff like that, or the Warriors bringing him back. He was a, he was a big impact on them last year. Next, we got my guy Westbrook. Two-year, eight mil with the Clippers. Uh, I thought that was a good move by him and the Clippers. I thought he was a good impact on them last year. And I was surprised, actually, it was only an eight mil. I think that was, I mean, I think people who kind of, the people who bashed him all the time throughout the year last year, and the year before that, honestly, expected that. But I still think he's at a way higher caliber than most people do. So I thought he's worth. I thought he was worth more than eight million, but he might not have the market. And like Kyrie can't really leverage if there's really nobody who would even sit down with him. So I mean, whatever. I I give him kudos though with actually signing it regardless instead of being kind of an asshole and holding out, whatever. So I'm happy about that move. I think he'll be a good addition for the next two years. Next we have big boy Lillard. Now, Lillard officially requested the trade. I believe it was yesterday. It was after the Grant signing, which I said in the last pod that I thought he was just going to stay and all of that. But I was worried with the Grant signing if that was going to be enough. They would have to make another move. So they signed a five-year deal with Grant, and 
that same night he requested a trade. Now, everybody is saying, and including Lillard, that Miami want, is the main destination. He wants to go to Miami. But also, there are some talks of the Spurs. And I also wanted to say, too, with the Spurs, I'm surprised more people don't really want to go there. I mean, people are talking about Wemby like he's going to be the next greatest player of all time. And I'm surprised a lot of people actually aren't trying to make the move to go there. Um, but apparently, Lillard, that's there's some talks that he might, and he respects the organization, and he talked about... Wemby being wanting to play with Wemby and all that different stuff. But I think Miami is definitely going to be the, the spot. I can totally see him there. I think they're going to make a move with Hero. Hero 100%. Everybody's kind of said Hero is off. Hero's on the chopping, chopping block. But I also think Duncan's going to be in there. They were throwing around like Kyle Lowry and stuff like that. But the Blazers specifically said that they want a young core. They want young people coming back so they can build up. They're also, though, in... The same situation kind of as the Rockets where they have so many guards. I don't know why they want guards back. I mean, maybe they don't, but those are the two guys that really Miami can offer that are young, good, solid young players that they can give back. I mean, other than that, like, Struce is gone, Gabe Vincent is gone, which we'll get into. Those are the really only two guys, and that really have an upside. So, I don't know, like... Unless the Trailblazers take them and then move them, use them more of assets, I would keep on Hero. But you also have Simons and Sharp. I don't know what they're going to do about that, but I think those are the two guys that they're going to use in that trade. Next, we got LaMelo Ball. $260 million, five-year extension with the Hornets. I think everybody kind of expected that. I don't really have much to say about that. Uh, I hope he just stays healthier, and I, I hope he keeps going. He's, he's really fun to watch and stuff like that, but... I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Next, Austin Reeves. The maybe up for the steal of the, of the free agency. Four-year, $52 million with the Lakers. Everybody said he... I mean, I think he is, too. Worth, like, 80 to $90 million. And the Lakers' absolute steal with that. Only got him at 52 I'm surprised he actually didn't go to another team. I was kind of expecting that. I, I like the... Uh, Bill Simmons' idea of him going to the Spurs. But, I mean, he was he was great with the Lakers. He probably wants to stay true to them. And, I mean, obviously enjoys getting having LeBron to learn from and different players like that. And they had potential. They went farther than everybody expected. Um, they also had – they probably won the already free agency the offseason. They, they signed so many good role guys. I mean, we'll see. They really just have to stay healthy. That's their biggest thing, and I think they could be one of the top teams in the West next year. Next, we have Brooke Lopez. This was one of the moves I was really looking for. I thought he also was going to change teams. And I kind of wanted him to. I kind of wanted to see where he was uh, somewhere else. He's also older, so it was a safer move to stay with the Bucks, stay with the team he's comfortable with and players he's comfortable with. But he signed a two-year, $48 million contract, which I think was good. Next, we got D'Angelo Russell, two-year, $47 million with the Lakers. I thought that was okay. He's okay. He kind of is a hit or miss. Um, he played well, though, with the Lakers after he got traded to them last year. So I'm not totally surprised by that. Harden. Now, this is probably the most – well, besides Lillard, this is probably the most anticipated trade, upcoming trade. So, he exercises player option, 
with Philly, but really to get traded. So that he didn't, I mean, now he's kind of requested a trade, but instead of going out and signing somewhere, he decided to exercise his player option so then he can get traded. So the Clippers and the Knicks are really the biggest destinations for him. I'm not totally sure why. I mean, I can kind of get the Knicks-ish, but the Clippers I really don't understand. On paper, it's like, yes, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, huge big three. And they have some good role guys too. But those are like maybe top five, two injury-prone guys like ever, especially Kawhi. I mean, like Kawhi, honestly, if he keeps going like this and he keeps getting injured every year and like they're not like little injuries. Like KD got injured twice last year, but there are two little things where he's out for a couple weeks, a month, and then he comes back and he's KD again. Kawhi also comes back like Kawhi. He's, he played good when he came back too. But they're like serious injuries where he's out for like a year to two years. I mean, he should fucking retire after that. If he keeps going like this, just get the fuck out of here, dude. No team, I think his, his stock is going to go way, way down if he gets another like serious injury like that. So for the Clippers, I don't understand. If this is a move to try to go somewhere where he can possibly win... Why the fuck would you want to go where the two main stars are mostly out? I feel like they've they've been out more than they've actually played with this team. Maybe I mean like conspiracy conspiracy Terrence coming out where maybe he he wants to go there and hopefully they get hurt and he kind of takes over the team. And that's that's his team, I guess. But nice, like I don't know. And who cares? I wouldn't really want to go to the Clippers. The Knicks might be okay. Like, they had some good off-season moves. But, like, him and Jalen Brunson, I don't know. I don't know. I don't love that duo either. And, obviously, if they're going to trade, they have to give up Randall. They're not going to give up Brunson. They have to give up Randall. So, Randall's not going to be there. I feel like they need another big somebody like that, another guy that can they can go there. Porzingis actually probably would have been good for them. But the Lakers, Laker, or the Celtics stole him, excuse me. So, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. Maybe there's another team that nobody really is talking about. I mean, he could also still stay with the Sixers. I mean, if they make a big move, say they get Lillard, which is another uh, potential team, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna want to go there. He doesn't. He was kind of talking shit about Embiid a little bit on Twitter and stuff like that. I don't think you really want to go there. So who knows? And if also the Harden leaves, who knows what happens with Embiid? Maybe Embiid wants to leave after that. Another star who ends up leaving. He's in the same position. They're kind of second round knockout every year he might want to leave too so Sixers might just be done after this year or next year next we have Max Struess four years 63 million with the Cavs I was surprised by this I expected him to go lower money wise I think and definitely not get that high of a contract year wise too I didn't expect the team to sign it for four years just based on how he was in the playoffs and especially the finals with a couple goose egg games, stuff like that. He didn't show up really when it mattered most. And I thought his stock would have gone way, way down. But I guess the Cavs thought differently and they picked him up. We'll see how he is. Desmond Bain, five-year, $207 million with the Grizzlies. I think everybody expected that. He's been a huge, huge, huge impact ever since he kind of came in. He's been... Main guy keeping it afloat when Jai's been out. Um, it was a, it was a, it was really tough last year when he was hurt 
for that long period of time. But I thought that was a good move. He's really he's a, he's a great player. Tyrese Halliburton, five year, twenty six or two hundred sixty million extension. Excuse me, with the Pacers. Again, everybody expected that he's all star potential. He's great. He he might be one of the best players in the league in a couple of years. Uh, not too many negative things to say about them. I thought I would have done the same thing about the Pacers. I would have locked that boy down. So next we have Rose, somebody I'm actually really excited about. And I got this completely right, except, well, the one part I didn't get was the actual team. I thought there was other teams that he would have been good on, but the same, the same reasons why I thought he'd be good on this team is why Memphis picked him up. So two year, six and a half mil. I was also right about that. Um, lowering his kind of expectations in terms of contract just because of how his last seasons have kind of gone he did that so memphis picked him up for that contract and they specifically said they want him on the floor this year but they also want him to be the leader in the locker room which i thought that would be great in helping jai with just his maturity in general i thought that was a great 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 move and he'd be a really good backup especially when he's actually healthy and durable so Really good move by the Grizzlies. Next, we got Reggie Jackson. Two years, 2.5 mil with the Nuggets. Just re-signing him. Good. I mean, Reggie Jackson has shown so many flashes of being like a real top guard. So I thought that was a good person to bring back. DeAndre Jordan, same thing. One year, 3 million with the Nuggets. He didn't really play much, obviously, but he's a huge locker room guy. I mean, DeMar DeRozan on uh, Paul George's podcast, they were both talking about how big uh, DeAndre Jordan was when they went to um, the Olympics that one year. He was the guy, the glue guy, really, uh, on the bench. He, he was the guy first texting in the group chat, like making everybody kind of laugh and different things like that. So he's probably a really good locker room guy for the Nuggets. I thought that was a good sign. Rui Hachimura, three-year, 51 mil with the Lakers. I thought that he was really overpaid, like really fucking overpaid and overvalued i mean he didn't do shit when he was on the wizards like at all he was kind of a nobody came to the lakers had a couple breakout games in the playoffs and then that completely disappeared i thought that was a little insane where he's three years he's close to fucking reeves's contract like what the fuck is that um i don't i didn't even expect him to really sign him again i thought that was kind of ridiculous joe ingles two year 22 mil with the magic i thought that was a good pickup he's always been good and I think he'll be a good veteran kind of presence in the locker room as well. And also a good contributor. I thought that was a good move by the Magic. Next we have Gabe Vincent. He was a huge stud on the Heat, undrafted player. 33 mil, three year at the Lakers. Another good Lakers pickup. I thought he's a great person to have coming off your bench, a backup point guard. He showed out a bunch of times during the playoffs with the Heat. I thought that was a really good move. Next, we got Chris Middleton, who I talked about a bunch in the last pod. Three-year, $102 million with the Bucks. Not surprised by that. I said in the beginning he stayed with them 10, 11 years, basically his entire career. Not surprised if he goes back, but I did kind of want him with the Blazers. I thought that would have been a really good fit. And if could would make Dame stay, I believe, too. But it didn't happen. So next, we got Bruce Brown. This was surprising to everybody. Two-year, $45 mil with the Pacers. Pacers made a couple good moves this, this offseason, too, so far. Bruce Brown's a really good pickup. He was huge impact the Nuggets. I was actually expecting him to stay with the Nuggets. I think everybody else was, too. I mean, in that meme, you see uh, 
well, it's not, I mean, I guess it's kind of really a meme, but from the parade where Mike Malone's fucking saying, Bruce Brown, we're signing the back, and now everybody's like, no, and then they show these contract. So, I think everybody was expecting, wasn't expecting that, including the coach, obviously, Mike Malone. So, I mean, good thing by Brown, he got the bag, he's going to the Pacers. Actually, I don't know if it's good by Bruce Brown. I, I would have stayed with the Nuggets. You just want to chip with them. They have a lot of potential. Why wouldn't you kind of want to run it back? I'm not sure. Maybe there are other some maybe there's some uh, things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I'm not sure. Kuzma. What the fuck? Four-year, $102 million with the Wizards. Why? I mean, I get why you get the money. It's kind of going to be your own team. But come on, man. Why didn't you go to the fucking Kings? I mean, like, that would have been such a good fucking move. And it was so funny because I literally posted a reel on Instagram and TikTok about Kuzma going to the Kings. And I gave, like, a little bit of my breakdown. And, of course, literally, like, five minutes after, I see that he went to the fucking Wizards. What the fuck? Why do you think this is going to be good? I mean, like, going to the Wizards with fucking Jordan Poole. There was a bunch of pictures, like, oh, the new duo in the Wizards. It's not going to be fucking good, dude. Jordan Poole, like, I hope, I really do hope that he does progress and he kind of has the same similar similar progression like Kuzma where he goes on a team that's more, he has the more of the big guy role and he does kind of show out. But I'm just not that high on Poole. And I thought that he wasn't, he's not somebody to make like that big of a move for. Like, why would you then decide to stay with the Wizards because of Poole? I mean, maybe that's not completely why, like I said, you're having it's your own team, you get the money and stuff like that. But I don't know, like, it's not that big of an addition. And that for me personally, I wouldn't have stayed if that's really the move that they made. The big move that they made. I don't know. Next, we got Levert on the Cavs. Two-year, $32 million contract. I was a little surprised by this. He he was okay for them. He had good moments, but he's a huge ball stopper. And coming off really behind Garland, I didn't really expect them to, to keep him. I thought he's kind of the odd man out on that team. But they did what they did. So we'll see how he is. Draymond, everybody was... I mean, a lot of people actually kind of weren't expecting this, but I was expecting this. Four-year, $100 million with the Warriors. I don't think they're breaking up that three, Clay included. A lot of people think Clay is going to move, too. I don't know. Like, Draymond kind of said on his podcast that he's staying with the Warriors and stuff like that, so I don't know why so many people were surprised by that. Tyrese Maxey not offered his extension, possibly due to a possible Dame trade, like I, I previously said before. I thought this was ridiculous. You should absolutely sign Maxi, especially if Harden is leaving. Why wouldn't you? Everybody, He's like honestly one of the biggest talks in the league about how his upside. I mean, he is so good and he showed out so many times, especially being like the third guy. Just imagine if he was the second or the first. I could completely see him be kind of running the show with Embiid. And obviously he's not there yet where he's going to be like one of the best players in the league. But he definitely has that potential. I thought they should have extended him. And I get it if it's like possibly Dame trade. But like you also have to think of the confidence piece with this with him too. He's thinking he's not like the man, but he's almost there sort of thing. He's a high-valued player by everybody in the NBA. I think anybody would take him if they could. And then they're kind of not offering your extension for this other dude. I don't know. You would kind of just feel like, eh, like... 
what the fuck. So we'll see what happens with that longer term. Say they don't get Dame and then they extend him. I don't know. Like I would just feel weird about that. We'll see. Next we have Harrison Barnes, three year, fifty four million with the Kings. Like I said in the last pod, I don't love him. I don't think he's that great of a player. I don't think he's worth the 54 mil, and I don't think he's going to be that big of an impact, at least on the floor. I think I don't think they should have done that. I think they should have got somebody else, a.k.a. Kyle Kuzma. But they signed him, so we'll, hopefully he is good, and he has an impact on that team. I love that team, so we'll see. Next, we got Josh Hart, 12.9 mil. Just ex- he just accepted his player, exercised his player option with the Knicks. Um, that was great. He was another player that I actually was going to mention last time, but I don't believe I did. He he's a big impact on the Knicks. Mostly, he's similar to like a Marcus Smart, where he's like he's got that dog and he brings that energy for that team. So obviously, if I, I think anybody anybody uh, any team would actually sign him, he's he's a great impact on them. I mean, even look at when he got on the Blazers, he was a huge impact, and he had he shows out in games too. Like he'll have his his game where he goes off for 25, 30. So I thought that was a good I thought that was good by the Knicks and good by him. So that is it. That is everybody in this past weekend, at least, who's gotten signed. Big moves. I mean, there are more people, obviously, smaller guys that have gotten signed, but I didn't really, not really worth to talk about. There is one that I want to check out, though, that was MVP, EuroLeague MVP that the, the Kings picked up. Hopefully, he's good. Uh, I need to check him out a little more. I didn't want to bring him up uh, and not know much about him and speak on him, like I said, with not really knowing much information on him. But so that is it. That's the end of the pod. So I'm going to keep trying to bring them out Mondays. I'm also going to get into some new topics. I think I'm going to start doing some album reviews music-wise. Maybe in the next podcast that'll be up. But let me know if that's an idea you guys are interested in. I hope you enjoyed. If you made it this far, thank you so much. And I'll see you in the next one. Peace.